0: For this throwback episode of the podcast, I want to take a little, no, a mega trip down memory lane. (laughs) Did you know that season one of the Mom Forest podcast was quite a bit different from what it is today? It began as a weekly, sometimes even twice a week, series of what we called quickie eps, where I would set a timer for 15 minutes and I would chat with one of my four younger sisters about all the things motherhood. Everything from birthday parties to meal planning, kid hygiene, you name it. See, between the five of us, we have 31 kids. And even though we all have the same amazing mother who raised 12 kids, by the way, we all mother quite differently, which made for some pretty interesting conversations. (laughs) I love those early episodes so much. And since I know lots of you newer listeners may have never heard any of them, I want to share a special throwback compilation of some of my favorite sister bits from season 1. But first, I want to let you know about a new feature on the Chatbooks app. We have a brand new for you page. That's what we're calling it. Just open the app, tap the little sparkle emoji on the bottom right of the screen, and you are going to love all of the memory-making tips and podcast clips and parenting hacks that we have curated there. So, If you haven't yet, download the app, check it out, and look for me dropping into some of the fun conversations that are happening there. And as a thank you for being here, you can use the code MOMFORCE20 anytime to get 20% off your next Chatbooks purchase. Happy Chatbooking. Do you have a pressing question about parenting but don't know who to ask? We are women supporting women, and we've got you. I'm Vanessa Quigley, and welcome to the MomForce podcast brought to you by Chatbooks. So we are at the tail end of summer. Have you been camping yet? (laughs) I know you either love it or you hate it. I have always loved camping. And last year we bought a camper trailer and now I love it even more there's something magical about getting away from everything and sleeping out in nature with my family. I also really love having a toilet in a kitchen, not going to lie. <laughs> but in this clip, I talked to my youngest sister, Kara, who lives in Florida, about how she feels about camping and the arrangement that she has with her camping-obsessed husband, Sam.
1: Yes, I have committed to my dear darling husband one camping trip a year, no matter what, and it always happens the night before the opening day of duck hunting season and we go to this remote island on the lake that is only accessible by boat so it is the ultimate experience of camping for my man we have figured out ways to compromise to make it a little more comfortable for his wife. But that's what marriage is all about,
0: compromise. All right, tell compromise. us about it. What are, what are some of the compromises? What are some of the things that you bring? How do you make it work?
1: We have tinfoil dinners, which is not rocket science, and I'm sure m- many of you have had them before. But it's pretty basic. It's just ground beef with potatoes, carrots, and onions wrapped up in tinfoil. You cook it on the fire. I, however, have required a little upscale <laughs> tinfoil dinner, which what? contains some filet mignon cut up in my tinfoil, and serious? I allow Sam to have that too. I'm dead serious. Hey, listen, if we're gonna ma- if we're gonna do this thing, we're gonna do this thing right. So, my tinfoil dinner it. has the filet, and the kids have ground beef. And it's funny because if I tried to serve this dinner to my kids on a regular Tuesday night, they would probably think I was on drugs or (laughs) laugh in my face. But because it's camping night and we're sitting around a fire and
0: it's moonlit, they scarf it down. They absolutely love it. Filet mignon tinfoil dinners. Whatever it takes, sis. <laughs> for me, it's not a campout without s'mores, but I'm picky about how I like my s'mores. This is how I do it. Half a graham cracker, then two very well-toasted marshmallows, and then topped with a piece of chocolate. Mm, it is perfection. All right, one more tip for anyone headed on a camping trip soon headlamps. They are so much easier than fumbling with a flashlight. Strap one on your kid and it will also help you keep track of them at night too. All right. Speaking of kids, babysitting is a topic that is constantly brought up in the Mom Force Facebook group. And for good reason, finding someone that you trust to watch your kids can be tricky. But my sister Leah who also has seven kids, has babysitting all figured out, and you are going to love some of her out-of-the-box ideas. The Mother's Helper. This
2: is the perfect tool for this summer. These are usually kids aged 8, 9, or 10, 11, sometimes 12 if they're new babysitters. But these are girls that you invite over to come and help while you're home. And the reason that's That's huge is because they're younger sitters or they're new to sitting or they're new to your family's dynamic. So they're great for summertime because they're home. If you've recently had a baby, if you've got little kids at home or you work at home, but you don't want to miss out on all the fun that there is in the summertime. So these are usually kids from the neighborhood or church that live close by. They are able to come over. It's better if they can just walk over or ride
0: their bike over too.
2: Yes, riding their bike, walking over, somebody that you get to know. And I like to pick people that I know their family and that their family knows me because you're inviting them into your home while you're there, and sometimes that can be a little bit awkward. These are girls that come over while you're home, and they provide a change of scenery. They can help support some of the messier play that you want your kids to have some fun with. like like
0: Play-Doh and slime. Slime
2: making and water balloons and all the things that, like, Moms think they want to do, but really you don't want to do that. Yes. <laughs> it's like it's like hiring a little mini camp director.
0: Yes, I love the idea of a mother's helper. Leah always has the best ideas and so many that we ended up with two separate episodes all about babysitting. So if you want more tips, be sure to check those out. And um, here in our show notes, you'll find a link to our free babysitting printable that you can download from our website that will make it so easy to share schedules, routines, and tasks to be done uh, along with emergency numbers with your sitter. So be sure to check that out. Okay, now let's talk birthday parties. I am a summer baby, and my favorite birthday party was inviting all of my friends over for a big pool party. So fun, but so much work, right? (laughs) Actually, kid birthday parties are a lot of work any time of the year. And when you have kids with birthdays close together like I do, well, it can be a lot. So, I brought my sister Leah back for another chat, this time about tried and true party hacks that have saved her time and money again and again.
2: We love to do crafts at our parties, and some of our favorite things to do are decorate sugar cookies, and then I like to package those up and send it as part of their favors. Some of the other stuff we like to do is, you know how you can get those... Um, paper mache letters. We'll, I'll get like an initial for each of the kids and we'll paint letters. And I just cover our kitchen table full of newspapers or butcher paper, and they can paint letters. We make bracelets, we apply temporary tattoos. And I I have to just say, I do always hire help for my parties because I don't really invite parents to stay. I need help because crafts can be a little hectic.
0: Leah is definitely the craftiest of all of the sisters. (laughs) So it's no surprise that they do crafts at birthday parties. But I loved another tip from that episode. She suggests buying neutral basic party decor like tablecloths and paper goods in bulk that you can then personalize for each of your kids' parties without having to overhaul everything. So many great tips. Go listen to the whole ep for more. Now, over the years, we've done several episodes about meal planning and picky eaters with so many great ideas. But my favorite came from my sister, Mm -hmm. Shelly. And when it comes to meal planning, she actually doesn't really plan at all. (laughs) She's a busy working mom. Uh, She actually has a company called Raising Wild with my sister, Kara. It's a swimsuit company. Check it out. Um, And she has five little kids. And so she opts to keep things simple. She knows what her family likes. And uh, listen to hear how she grocery shops for her family. My kids eat a lot of
1: vegetables and fruits. They they like it. And I and maybe because I eat vegetables and fruit. Mm-hmm. Like my one of my favorite things is cucumbers. And so my little five-year-old... Oh, is that where Archie got it from? Yes, is obsessed with cucumbers. <laughs> it's his favorite thing. So I'll get my fruits and veggies and I'll get my frozen veggies for meals, like for dinner meals. And then all the necessities, milk, whatever, sour cream because... Everything's better with sour cream. Oh, my really? Mind. Yeah, I literally, I always have sour cream in my that's so in funny. my refrigerator. It's crazy. And you could substitute sour cream for buttermilk for um, huh. creme fraiche if Ooh, you're that kind fancy. of girl. Fancy, yes. Um, but it makes everything better, I think. Uh, and then we go. I get my lunch meat. We only we stick with one lunch meat because everybody likes it. The cracked pepper turkey from Boar's Head, and uh, and then I mean, if I'm low on seasoning, I'll grab that. But I, but you know, you can always. Like take a pinch of this, take a pinch of that. and
0: So you're not creating complicated new recipes every week. You've got your go-tos, you know exactly what you need, and you keep track of what you've got in your pantry.
1: Yes, and if I I see see something something. that that, like interests me, like asparagus or like a nice piece of meat. (laughs) Who doesn't like a nice piece of meat? (laughs) I'm tempted by that. Like believe me, I'm tempted by a nice Uh $45 nice piece of steak. Mm -hmm. But I will look at it and I'll say... Do I know what to do with you? No. And I'll put it down or I'll walk by the asparagus and think, okay, when I have my fancy meal on Sunday, I'll come back for this. But yes. So then I get home. Do you want to know what I do when I get home? Tell me. Okay. What do you do? So when I get home, I chop up all my fruit and vegetables. If I have a watermelon, I will cut it up. It's not right away. Okay. So I'm not like getting home and then processing Mm -hmm. all this stuff. But when I open a watermelon, I will cut the whole thing because who wants to get into a half half of a watermelon that's pithy and you have to get the big knife out and the big
0: oh, cutting board goopy cutting you know? board yeah
1: so just get it all cut up and if your kids want it for lunch you're not like oh i don't want to have to cut the watermelon i love shelly
0: <laughs> she's always keeping it real and flying by the seat of her pants i'm more of a planner however you can go back and listen to the entire episode to hear some of my more strategic meal planning tips all right let's talk about money Do your kids get an allowance or do you pay your kids for doing daily chores or is doing jobs just a given requirement for living in your house? (laughs) I know there are lots of different philosophies about how to teach kids to value money, but I think we can all agree that it is important, right? Well, I love how my sister Erica is able to teach her seven kids that value while getting some jobs done around the house.
3: I do. I do. I I want to be able to, I like my kids to have fun. I want them to be able to experience things with their friends. And so those you want them to have cash cost money. Yes, they cost money. But I also don't want to just give a handout anytime they come. Hey, mom, can I have 10 bucks? Mom, can I have 20 bucks? I can't, I just no, goes against everything <laughs> to just hand too. out money for nothing. So I, there are always jobs around the house that I don't want to do. And I'm not talking about your regular chores, I'm not talking about those.
0: Like the clean-up refrigerator job. Yes, or, bigger jobs. Or, or the baseboards. We
3: we have white cabinet fronts in our kitchen. And with nine kids in and fa- nine people in our family, you can imagine what those can turn in. So that's one of the big jobs that I save up. You want $10 to go to a movie with your friends? Great. Can you please wash off all the cabinet fronts? And I know, I've done it before, so I know how much time it takes for you to do it. Should take at least an hour. So don't come to me in 20 minutes saying you're done. We're going to do it again. So I know it takes at least an hour for them to do it. That's a $10 job. There's also lawn jobs, uh, not just mowing the yard. That's something the boys need to do anyway. But a big waiting job, those get nasty. And I know the time that it takes, and I don't want to do it. My time is more valuable for me. But for them, it's totally worth 20 bucks for them to go spend three hours in the garden weeding for me. And then they're able to enjoy the time with their friends. A funny story that Jet, Jet had done something like that. He had done a job for me that took a lot of time, and his friends were going to a movie. So I told him, yeah, of course you can go. You have the money. So Jet had a pocket full of cash and friends waiting. So he goes to the movies. And when he gets home, I'm like, so how was the movie? What'd you get? Did you get any treats? And he said, mom, do you know a bucket of popcorn costs $8? I wasn't going to spend that. I didn't get any treats. I was quite proud of him for not wasting his money on stuff like that. So it was a a good lesson learned for him. Another learning experience.
0: Summer jobs are a big deal at our house, and even though my youngest son is spending all of his money on fish (laughs) tanks—seriously, we have three now—he is learning valuable lessons. But you know what lesson has been harder to teach my kids? The importance of an earlier summer curfew. Why do teenagers think that they should be able to go out every night of the week and stay out till midnight? Or is that just what happens at my house? (laughs) Honestly, I can't go to bed until everyone in my house is home and accounted for. And staying up to midnight almost every night is killing me. But seriously, how does it work in your house? I know that everyone handles curfews a little differently. And honestly, things have changed at our house over the years. With our oldest, we were a lot more strict than we are now with our youngest, which honestly happened in my family growing up too. As the oldest, I remember my parents giving me a weekend curfew of 10 p.m. And then my youngest siblings... My sisters basically never even had one. Well, we've discussed at length curfews in the Mom Force Facebook group, and I love what my sister Erica has to say about one idea that was posted there.
3: Uh, Marissa also from the Mom Force said that her pastor talked about that exact topic about curfews and giving people freedom and said to always expect the best of people. People perform at the level that they're expected to perform. That's so, true. I think it's true. I think when you hold your kids to a higher standard and you, you explain it, you're clear, I think, and also maybe depending on the child's personality. But I think, I, at least my oldest, Deuce, I know that if he knows my expectations, he doesn't want to let us down.
0: Yeah. And that he'll live up to those. I love that advice, to expect the best. But... I also know from my 27 years and counting of mothering that kids are more likely to meet your expectations when they understand the why behind them. For example, let's take teenagers and hygiene. (laughs) They need to know why it's important to wear deodorant every day. And it's because they will stink. (laughs) No kid wants to learn that the hard way. But sometimes they do. You're going to love what Erica has to say about deodorant and teen B.O., Okay, so Ooh. at what age do you start your kids on deodorant?
3: Uh, T, tea, my T's eleven. He's probably been wearing it for two years. I probably is he about, good about using it. I ta- every day. I do you have to, to put it on him? every day. I just go brush your, brush your teeth and put deodorant on. I think he likes the smell of it. Yeah. Um. It, he uses the men. Obviously, the men's deodorant and it kind of is cologne. Some of it smells good. Um. I do you rem- use deodorant or antiperspirant. I always get both. The one that says deodorant and antiperspirant, yeah. but I did see again in the Mom Force, uh, someone was asking about deodorant and when do you start, and there was a lot of conversation about deodorant versus antiperspirant. Yes,
0: and I was kind of lost on it. Well, and I and our family growing up, I remember mom saying you have to have antiperspirant. Who would yes. ever just use deodorant? And so I, that was like ingrained in me. Yeah. But my husband Nate uh-huh. only uses deodorant. He's got a really? thing against antiperspirant. I. I don't know if he thinks it stains his shirt. I don't, I don't know why he doesn't use it. But he only uses deodorant. But I buy a person for my boys because I'm too afraid not to. Because I'm afraid yes. that if they don't have the full strength that it well, won't. Well, I, I used to describe the smell
3: of smelling like I, – when I was in college, I worked at a Chinese uh, restaurant. China Lily. And China Lily, yes. Uh, and I remember – I think it was Jet got in the car and thinking, why does it smell like old – fried oil. And then it dawned on me, I know that smell. It's a very different smell. Uh 11-year-old BO is very different than 40-year-old yep. BO. But it's v- once you smell it, you know what it is. <laughs> never so unsmell it. I guess because I have two older boys, T is excited to start wearing deodorant like the big
0: boys, so well, it's been a problem. It is a good habit to get into. Um and I've had my teenagers have called me more than once from school saying, "Oh my gosh, I forgot deodorant. Can you please bring me some deodorant?"
3: Um Have I not come into the office Yeah, Even
0: (laughs) Even you, Erica, I'm like, keep some in your desk. Well, this is my tip for deodorant, is keep deodorant in the car and one in your kids' backpacks because they should be using it. After a certain age, they should be using it. And save yourself a trip to the school with deodorant. All right. (laughs) Well, I do want to say that since recording that a couple of years ago, I have learned why lots of people don't like to use antiperspirant. As it turns out, antiperspirants use aluminum which is a neurotoxin as the active ingredient to block the pores of our skin to prevent us from perspiring, which can be very problematic. And in fact, I don't even use antiperspirant anymore. I found that natural deodorants can be very effective. And in fact, my favorite is by Just Ingredients. My friend Carlyn is the founder of that company, and I actually love all of her products. And she was also a guest on the Mom Force podcast. So if you want to learn more about why natural products are best, go listen to that episode. But isn't it so true that you live and learn, right? You know better, and then you do better. Well, at least I try to do better. And through trial and error, my sisters and I have all learned a thing or two about time management. It's so easy, especially as summer winds down, for our calendar to get out of control with school activities and extracurriculars and work and all the things, right? But it doesn't have to. In an episode all about scheduling kids' activities, my sister Shelley shared how a weekly family meeting has been a game changer for keeping her family running smoothly.
1: We now do a Sunday meeting it's called my husband just named it the hide happenings (laughs) and we have a calendar that has all of our built in things throughout the week when school starts when school's out and then the kids help fill in the fluff in between through things that that are happening at school projects that are due and it's good on Sunday because it starts the week off and we're all on the same page and my husband feels like he knows when he needs to be home because I have a lash appointment or the kids you know have a soccer game or whatever It is. Yep. So,
0: thinking on Sunday is really, really helpful. So, so good. I'm a huge fan of Sunday planning. Even if I just do it by myself, the week seems to go so much smoother when I at least know what is coming down the pipe. Okay, guys, I miss doing the podcast with my sisters. They are seriously my best friends, and I've learned so much from them about life and motherhood. What did you think? Did you like what you heard? There is so much goodness in those early eps. Should we do a part two with more throwback sister fun or should we have them back for season four? Ooh, I would love to hear what you think of that idea. Go to Instagram and send me a message at Vanessa Quigley and let me know. And make sure to subscribe obviously, so you don't miss any of our newest episodes. Season four launches in September, and we have an incredible lineup of guests. And also, when you're making your next Chapbooks purchase, remember to use MomForce 20 for 20% off your order. And as always, thank you for being here and being part of our Chatbooks family. Thanks for joining the MomForce, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review and come join the conversation over on our MomForce Facebook group and check out the show notes for a special chapbooks discount code until next time.